It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. We got a call of strange lights down by the lake. It was a slow night, and honestly, I was looking for something to do. I had already cruised the neighborhoods a half dozen times, and I was starting to nod off. I jumped on the call when it came out. The lake was technically city property, but it wasn't connected to the rest of our jurisdiction. We had it because it got busy in the summer, and we were the only agency big enough to handle the call volume. But in the winter, like now, it was empty. Dead quiet. It took a good 15 minutes to get out there. The lake was huge, but the forested hills did a good job of hiding it until you got right on top of it. The pitch-dark forest made me feel like I was driving into a tunnel. My wheels started grinding the gravel at the boat ramp, and the lake opened up in front of me. It was hard to see anything. The night was black, and there was no moon. The little dust-to-dawn light by the bait shop didn't do much but leave deep shadows along the bank. I got out of the car and stretched my legs. It was warm for this time of year, so I left the heavy coat in the car and wandered towards the shore. That's when I saw it. Three green lights sitting on the water, maybe halfway across the lake. It was hard to tell, but it looked like someone had a boat out. That was strange this time of year. All the lake houses were pretty much closed up, and boats had been pulled in weeks ago. There also weren't any cars in the lot, so nobody came out and put one in at this ramp. Still, that didn't mean somebody hadn't put one in somewhere else. Headquarters, it looks like somebody is out fishing, I said into the radio. Headquarters, 99. Headquarters. Can anybody copy me? Another blast of static and silence. I turned to head back to the car to use the mobile, and I noticed the lights had moved. I don't know when that had happened, but they were about 45 degrees across the lake to the east. There's no way a boat moved that fast, and I hadn't heard a thing. I started to stare at the lights. I mean, really stare at them. They started to move. Upward. The lights lifted off the lake and rose slowly about 20 or 30 feet over the lake, and then they shot straight up into the sky. Still not a sound. I ran back towards the car and grabbed the spotlight. I started waving it across the lake and up into the sky, trying to catch a glimpse of whatever it was. It wasn't an animal. The lights were too bright, and there had been three of them. They had been spaced apart just about right to be a big boat, but now I couldn't see them at all. The shriek hurt my ears. It came out of nowhere and made me wince. It was like a siren, or maybe like one of those old air raid things you heard in old war movies. But it was so loud I had to put both hands over my ears. A bright light shot down from the sky over me in my car. It was so bright I had to close my eyes. Working nights, I love the bright flashlights. The things they say can light up the moon. This was ten times brighter than that. It almost hurt. I could feel the light on my skin. I threw my arm up over my face, shielding my eyes, and started backing away from my car. I should have headed for cover, but I wasn't really thinking straight. I kept walking backwards until I tripped over a log at the edge of the parking lot. I hit the ground hard, and as soon as I did, the light disappeared and the shriek stopped. It was dark and quiet again. I sat there in the grass for a minute. I still couldn't see. There were flashes in my eyes from the bright lights and my ears were ringing. Then, slowly, my senses started coming back to me. 99, do you copy? 99 headquarters, do you copy? Go ahead for 99, I said. Status check? I'm fine, headquarters. There's nothing here. Do you need 56? He's en route to your location. We haven't been able to contact you for 30 minutes. 30 minutes? What the? 
I got up and brushed myself off and headed over to the car. I opened the door and climbed in, but it wouldn't start. As a matter of fact, everything electrical in the car was dead. I grabbed my cell phone from the center console. Nothing. It was also dead. Headquarters 99. I'm going to need a wrecker for my squad. Looks like something is wrong with the battery. It won't start. Also, go ahead and have 56 meet me out here. The other unit arrived about five minutes later. And I have to tell you, that was five of the longest minutes of my life. The whole forest was still, and I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me. Once my backup got there, we used his car to check the whole area, but we didn't see anything. I just told him I thought somebody was night fishing. I never said a word about the lights or the noise. Once I got back to station, I checked the dispatch logs. I was on scene at the lake for 35 minutes. I swear, I was there for five minutes, tops. The squad car had to have the entire electrical system rebuilt. They said there was a short. I also had to buy a new cell phone. Mine wouldn't charge or start up. And every now and then, I get this ringing in my ears. I never told anybody that story, but I'll never forget it. Thank you, Officer Tom, for sending in that real scary story. And that's the story we have to tell. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at bluecanarypodcast at gmail.com.